You poor man, she said. I'm sorry? Dixon was caught on the hop. You're in so much pain. I'm fine. Trying to gain control of the conversation, he said. Now, about your husband. She did love you. It's just, well, it all become wrapped up in your son, didn't it? Oh, you poor man. That poor boy. Mrs. Sansom appeared concerned. Dixon could see Garrett's shocked expression. We're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about your husband. You have left your children without a father. But you think about him every day, don't you? Little Thomas. So young. Dixon didn't know how she knew about his son. Didn't want to know. Didn't want to discuss it. His ulcer gnawed and gnawed was suddenly a white-hot pain. He fumbled in his pocket for his pills, and his hand closed around his vibrating phone instead. He pulled it out and saw that it was Julia. He hit the call reject button and placed the phone on the desk. The woman the paper had named the saucepan murderess didn't glance at it, but Garrett did. Aren't you going to see what Dabella wants, he asked. What? Dixon frowned down at the phone. It was a missed call from the chief pathologist. Why had he seen Julia's name flash up? I killed him because he was disrespectful. I had a psychotic break. Nice Dr. Zahn has shown me that. I will be all better soon. I want to stand trial. I know what I did was wrong, Mrs. Sansom was saying, but Dixon was staring at his phone. There was a slick of cold sweat on his neck. His stomach, denied the pills he'd been going for, exploded in white-hot pain. He clutched at it and coughed. You okay, Dixon? Garrett asked. The detective is not okay. The detective is in a lot of pain. Lots. Of. Pain. Pain. Mrs. Sansom's voice descended in register, becoming harsher, more guttural. The lights in the room dimmed, and Dixon glanced over his shoulder at the orderly, whose expression was blank. Maybe it was someone getting electroshock. As he turned back, he was hit by the smell of vanilla and rot.